Oh yeah, motherfucking rodents. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's called production. Yeah. <laughs> that is production. Both of them over here eating my hot chicken. that we can explore. Yeah. And I'd like to hear what you have to say. Okay. Oh, mine, we could have a meta conversation about the podcast. Distraction is a good one, but I think we should be maybe a little bit better prepared for that one. I agree. Um, I don't think that's the kind of irony we're going for, being distracted on an episode about distraction. (laughs) Or... We could just take it back old school and see what comes up. Ladies and gentlemen, these are your hosts. Jake the motherfucking snake. And... (laughs) Did you see that guy? Uh, Did he flick (laughs) on you? (laughs) No, he didn't flick on me. (laughs) And, uh... Freddy Heron Fleek, a.k.a. Rico, (laughs) a.k.a. Rico. (laughs) Frankie. Frankie, <laughs> a.k.a. Freddy No Skins. A.k.a. that guy. <laughs> right. Oh, shit, it's hot. Uh, God damn it, I, I fell on my <laughs> shotgun duties again. I just, I thought it was fine. Dude, there are only seven things only seven. to remember. I think okay? threes, bro. All right, hold okay. on, let me see if All I can right. do it. Can so, you quiz me? So there's two sets, two <laughs> sets of three. <laughs> All and right. then there's this one other thing that you gotta do. Temperature? Yeah, so you're the climate guy. The radio? You're the radio guy, in case if we ever get licensing to play songs during the episode. Uh, pictures and video? You're the, yeah, you're the photographer. The researcher? Yep. Uh, that's about as far as I know. I guess that's it. Alright, what's that, five? I think four, if I counted correctly. <laughs> if my calculations are correct. Dude, I'm fucking out of it. It's all good. I think, uh... So there's a couple things we can go with. We could try to come up with the interesting facts. Oh, how about that? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, Alright, so we're going to try a, a little something here. We're supposed to come up with five interesting facts about ourselves. And... Both Jake and I share the inability to conjure these up. Yeah, you know, come up with something interesting. Because <laughs> I, I, I find myself decidedly uninteresting, but it's because Same. I've experienced myself. So I think us talking through it. All right, so this is this is the game we're going to play. Oh, you have a game. I love this. Yeah, I have a game. Yes, I want to play a game. Uh, I haven't hashed out the rules, so maybe we can hash out the rules. Let's go on the fly, bro. We're going to start by telling a story. Okay. And then the other person has to one-up that story. Okay. And then through these, uh, (laughs) through this very natural process of one-upping each other, we should come up with at least five interesting things about ourselves. Okay. I'm worried right from the start that mine are going to devolve into, like, depravity. Like, everybody's like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to laugh. But we'll see where it goes. <laughs> I think they're going to laugh at that anyway. Yeah, let's do this. I love this idea. Let's flip a coin. You could be the coin flipper. No, coin flipper too. Privilege number five. We got it. All right. 
Okay. Hey, you got to pick that shit. Well, yeah, but I didn't see what it was. Oh, okay, okay. Let's, let's do it again. All right, ready? You choose. I'm waiting for you to flip it. Heads. Tails. But if you oh. would have done this, but that's not your way of flipping, so okay. <laughs> I flipped wrong. Uh, so I, I feel like I've got to start out tame and go from there. Yeah, because, you know, Tang. there is a little bit of strategy here. Okay. So, a recent one. I played... Do you know what Gaga Ball is? Uh, yes, of course I do, but, you know, I don't think our listeners do, so can you explain it? <laughs> so, I like that. Good style. So, it's basically like you have this 24-foot in diameter octagon, and you have a ball, and you get in there with tons of people, like... 20, 30 people can get in there, and you basically, it's kind of like dodgeball, but the ball has to stay on the ground, and kids love this shit. A couple months ago, I spent over two hours playing Gaga Ball with Cheryl Crow. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, was she and good at it? She was pretty good, but there was hey. something funny. One of, the, one of the kids, we were playing with a bunch of kids, and it was me and her, and like, 20 or 30 kids <laughs> and uh Cheryl Crow like, yeah yeah like the like the fucking um bottles of bud soak up the sun that yeah, Cheryl Crow yeah, that's yeah, yeah 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 so it was right. me and her are the two adults and, and the funniest part of this story was one of the kids like it was down to maybe five people there okay. was four kids and Cheryl Crow and I had gotten out and th- there was like a crowd watching this like like probably 150 people watching this match and this kid gets Cheryl Crow out and he stops and he turns to the crowd like fucking gladiator raises his hands in the air and says I just got Cheryl Crow out in Gaga Ball how old is this kid? Uh, like nine (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a kind of interesting story that is an interesting story does she feel does she walk away defeated? No, she's a she's a she's a, good, she's a beautiful human. Like she's yeah. always a she's always chipper and nice you, and friendly. So how do you know her? Her kid goes to my kid's school. Okay, yep. cool, cool. So, so that's you how see her all the time, then. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah, me, me and Cheryl are tight. <laughs> like this. <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, it's a little break from the norm. Like, yeah, so. I didn't expect that. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, wait till you hear the rest of these motherfuckers. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, well, <laughs> this I guess is I like should, a mini memoir. I, I don't episode. think I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, to beat it. I don't think I can one up you. But Dude, I, did I start out? But too I can strong? try. No, well, no, it was just a good story. All right, all right. Um, so my I grew up in Los Angeles, so my parents would would take us to Vegas all the time mm-hmm. when we were kids, and we would. Uh, like, they would go to the casino, and then me and my sisters, and if we had cousins or, like, family friends, kids, uh, we would all go to the arcade and shit. Um, and this was in the 90s, so I was a big fan of any action movie at that time. You know, 90s action. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and John claude Van Damme and shit like that. And Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um, my little sister wanted to go in, in, in into the Disney store, and I, I go in there with her. We get her, like, one of those uh, Mickey Mouse lollipops, and I'm paying for it, and the girl, 
behind the register and freezes and she goes oh my god this is Demi Moore and I'm like what and I turn around and there she is and she has you can tell that she's growing her hair back from G.I. Jane yeah yeah because it's just a little bit longer it's like yeah. buzz cut but a little bit longer but she was and, still fine as hell though <laughs> yeah she was wearing she, she was like clad in leather like uh, a leather jumpsuit like Catwoman shit interesting yeah and she was there with, I think, I, I think this is right, Rumor, their daughter. Uh, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about, well, I know Rumor Willis is one of the, one of their daughters, but I think okay. that that's who it is uh, at the time. So I put it all together in my head very quickly, and I started looking around, and there was John McClane <laughs> in the crystal section of the, the Disney store. How, how old were you? I was like 12 or 13. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was prime time. Yeah. I watch those movies every year. Like, yeah. I mean, I still watch them every year. They're, they're, they're our Christmas movie, you know that? It's <laughs> yeah, our family sure. Christmas movie. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Christmas, Christmas Vacation, and then Die Hard. That's a good list. I like it. I, my sister walks out. She's like trying to get my attention, and I'm like shooing her away. And I go over, and I'm looking at like the adjacent wall so I'm not right next to him and I'm inching my way towards him and I have no idea what I'm going to do or say or anything or if anything's going to happen and I finally reach the corner and he moves over to the right a little bit to kind of meet me he looks down smiles and goes how's it going kid (laughs) and I said nothing Oh, you should have said yippee ki yay, motherfucker. <laughs> that would have been the thing to say. That would have been the thing to do, right? But no, I didn't. Oh, shit. Some accident. T bone the fuck out of that yeah. car. Stay off your cell phones, people. So, yeah, he, he just gave me a smirk. And I remember what he was wearing. He was wearing this hat that said, Live hard. <laughs> Live hard. I swear to God. And I, I scurry away and I tell my dad, I'm like, Dad, John McClain is in the Disney store. Bruce Willis is in there? I was like, yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis is in there. He (laughs) he walks into the the store as Bruce Willis is walking out and I'm watching this interaction happen and my dad just stares him down. Like, just mean mugs him. (laughs) Was he in awe like deer in the headlight? I I don't know what he was doing. I thought he was going to go ask for his autograph. He didn't do any of that. He just <laughs> stared him down. Maybe he was starstruck. Mm, I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> I mean, it's a surreal experience, right? Seeing somebody that's been, like, simulated on TV for years, and all of a sudden you see him in real life, and you're like, oh, that motherfucker just looks like a human. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's I love it. I have a Vegas story, too. Oh, okay. Uh, I, see, you see, I think we're kind of coming up with the rules here. There's got to be a thread. Okay. Yeah, hopefully we can continue this. All so, right, let's keep it going. I went to Vegas because I, I grew up in California until I was, you know, I, I was a teen, early teenager when I moved to Tennessee. And we were flying back when I was 19 years old to go to California, but we'd always fly into Vegas because my parents and me fucking love Vegas. Yeah, Vegas like, is it's fun. Fantastic. Yeah, so... And we used to go up there, like, for weekends and stuff like that when we lived outside Los Angeles. Um, But so we flew in. I was 19 years old, not old enough to gamble, not old enough to drink. Um, And my parents did much the same. They would give me, like, quarters and shit like that and be like, okay, go play video games. Because they have awesome arcades there. 
And so, and they didn't realize I was already a drunk, basically, and just like a degenerate. How old were you? 19. Okay. And I had my baseball cap on, and I, I had it really low, and Did I walked like in. The, you had the taco bill? Oh, hell yeah, I had the taco bill. So I walk in, and I'm like, this shit, I'm going to try to just, like, play a slot machine. Yeah. So I start playing the slot machine with quarters, and uh, this, this, like, I mean, the ladies that serve you there, like, bad. And so this, this fine lady comes up and she's like, hey, sweetie, what can I get you? They're either bad or they're like, like dried up and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What can I get you, sweetie? Well, this one was the former. <laughs> so okay. I was 19 and like doe-eyed, like, hey. And uh, she's like, what can I get you? And I was like, uh, how, uh, you know, what do you guys have? And she was like, honey, we have whatever you want. And I was like, and, and somehow I learned that it was free. Like as long as I was at the like, gambling. Yeah, isn't that... It's mind-blowing, really, when you think about it. Yeah, so so I'm like, yeah, bring me a beer, like the biggest beer you've got, you know, whatever. And so she comes back and brings it to me. And I'm sitting there having a blast, like I'm getting wasted, playing this slot machine. She comes back, and, uh, you know, I had finished my beer, and I was like, hey, because it took her a while to come back. I was like, hey, next time, why don't you, do, do you, can you bring me two? Like, so I can just keep this train going? She was like, sure, whatever you want. So she started Did bringing you tip me. Her? I don't remember. I don't think at 19 you know. Yeah, I don't think what, I like, did. I don't the, think I did. What the etiquette is there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was probably expecting some sort of like... Probably, but she didn't get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so she was bringing me like two drinks at a time. I, I had, I don't know, maybe $20 in quarters. And I, at, at this point, I, you know, kind of vacillated back and forth between you know, being up and down. So I might have had like $17 and quarters still. And I had been doing this for about an hour. And all of a sudden, this old dude, a, a rusty wheelchair, grizzled face, like like dirt all over himself. He had a Bulls starter jacket. You remember the starter jackets of course, in the 90s? I had a Lakers starter. I had a Lakers starter jacket. The puffy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the ones that... Yeah, sh- 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 yeah, yeah. It right? was one of those. And his hair was a mess. Uh, he stunk, he was chain smoking, and he rolls up behind, right beside me, and he's like, and me like, hey boy, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. And you know, I was underage and 19, and I, I've seen Casino. Like, I know what they do to motherfuckers that are <laughs> breaking rules. And, um, so I'm like, oh god, what if this guy's like, <laughs> what if this is some elaborate scheme to like, catch 19 year olds that are drinking and gambling in your facilities? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the sound of me pouring a LaCroix into a cup. Half of the podcast recommends that you drink the LaCroix. Uh, yeah, there you go. We could put that on vote on Insta. Uh, you know, LaCroix is sort of like an unofficial sponsor. It is an unofficial sponsor. What flavor are you drinking today? Today I'm drinking lime. I wish I was drinking key lime. You got us on that joint. It's a dessert in a can with no calories. Absolutely. Key lime's the best, but I'm going with my runner-up to favorite, pamplemousse. Pamplemousse? Pamplemousse. Grapefruit for you basic folk. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. So anyway, this old grizzled homeless dude sitting there talking to me, and then he starts telling me how to bet. And it's like, like on a fucking slot machine, but it was one of those like fancy ones where it's like kind of a mini game where you, you, you click a button. Ah, fuck. Am I in in a turn lane? So he starts telling me how to bet. And at first I'm like, man, I'm not buying this shit. And so, you know, he's still talking to me about his life and all this kind of stuff. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, it uncovers the right answer to the machine. 
like, like what you gambled. Like, you were supposed to pick something, and then it would flip it over, and you could see where it was. And I started to notice that he was right, like, 80% of the time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what? Explain that? It was like one of those, it was like a slot machine. You, have you been to Vegas recently? Recently? Or, I mean, in the past fucking 10, 15 years. Yeah. Like, they've gotten pretty elaborate with the, the slot machine games. Yeah, yeah. Are you like talking that. about, like, a digital one? You're talking about... The oh, one? digital, digital, digital. Oh, okay. It was like a video game ah, on the screen. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, like, the old school. No, 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 no. This was like a video game on a uh, fucking slot machine that had all kinds of side games and shit where you could pick the card. I, I noticed that he's right a lot. Because I'm just ignoring him at first. So then I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to start listening to this guy. So I was just, like, listening to him. And, and doing what he said? Yeah. No. And I got up over $500 when I was 19 with $20 a quarters. So then it comes to the the time to check out. And I don't, I don't know if you know this, but when you're ready to go, like, it doesn't just spit out fucking $500 in quarters. <laughs> like, you have to hit a button that says, okay, I'm done, and come service me, please. Yeah, so what, they give you a slip? Uh, not this one. This one has a big siren that goes off. It's cool. Yep, yep. Uh, it wasn't yeah. cool when I was 19 drunk <laughs> <laughs> in Vegas with a homeless dude sitting next to me. <laughs> so I hit the button to cash out. I didn't realize sirens go off. The sirens start going off, and I was like, oh, God, I'm busted. And I turn to the homeless dude, and I'm like, dog, I'm only 19 years old. This motherfucker spins around in his chair and takes off. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm not just going to leave 500 bucks on the table. I was like, I'm going to, you know, try to figure out how to how to just get yeah. this money like I'm gonna suck it up and just wait and so the the drink lady or something one of the ladies came back around pushing this cart with like money on it like, you know like lock boxes and shit like that she doesn't even bad nice she pulls out five hundred dollars and is like here you go hun thanks for playing and I was like oh wow. my god what a the 90s bro yeah right Holy shit, dude, what a win. And, and then the homeless dude, as I was walking out, rolled up to me like he came out of the shadows. He's like, hey, brother, you're going to split that with me, right? And I said, hell. <laughs> I said, hell no. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was visibly upset. <laughs> I'm sure he was. And then so I went and went to the nearest skate shop and bought myself a brand new skateboard and a couple of skate t-shirts. Wow, what a win. Yeah. Look at that. Right. Okay. I think I got something. Uh, this is a great idea. Yeah, it's fucking it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I love this. So I moved to Nicaragua when I was 14. Uh, it, was the, it was the summer between freshman year and sophomore year. So, you know, not important formative years where you create bonds and friends for life or anything. <laughs> the so, funny sarcasm comes in. They decide to, uh, to uproot us and move us to the mother country. We used to go to this resort in Nicaragua called Montelimar. And Say that again. Montelimar. Thank you. <laughs> and um, we used to love going there, dude. It was great. Like... They, they had, I don't know, like six pools. They had all of these bars all over the place, which means that um, mom and dad were happy. <laughs> yeah. and, and and they were they were just chilling, so we got to kind of pretty much do whatever we want. There was this little hut in the middle of, almost like a swim up swim up bar in this big-ass pool. But if, we, if you walk to it, it's like a grill, so you can get a hamburger, hot dog, or pizza, and that's 24-7, and it's all-inclusive. 
So for for us, nice. Yeah, for like a teenager, like digging this shit, right? Yeah. And they have a, a casino, and they call it La Casona, which is big house. Can you say that again? La Casona. With the, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, dude. We, yeah. we we're going up to the Casona. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we uh, we head up there. They turned this mansion into a casino, and it was fantastic because you you only have to be 15 to play so I told my dad I was, oh, like, nice. I was like dad I want to learn how to play blackjack so he's like alright cool let's, let, let's go my little sister now the rules are that you have to be 15 to, to play but my sister was like 8 and she was playing the slot machines like, like video games and my dad and I are playing blackjack he's teaching me like the movements and you know all the gestures to to hit, stay, and all that shit. Well, I started doing pretty good, and I I got up to like sixty dollars. I think when you translate it to to Cordobas, Cordobas, <laughs> which is a Nicaraguan currency. So that that's a lot of money yeah. for me to make with you know when I only put up like ten bucks yeah. or something. So I told my dad, um, okay, I'm done, and he goes, no, you're not. I was like, yes, I got 60 bucks. I, I think I'm done. No, you're going to stay here and uh, you're going to keep playing. <laughs> so he made me sit there and play until I ran out of money to try to. I, I think that he the, like the entire time he was thinking, OK, I know Freddie. He's not going to be able to walk away. Could be a learning experience about gambling. Well, I wanted to walk away and you wouldn't let me. <laughs> so, I, so I lost all the money. I might as well have just given it to him. Damn. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of like with my son. I'm like, he's very moderate and shit, unlike me. And like I'll eat an entire box of cookies and he'll have two and be, motherfucker, don't you know we're recording? Jeez, that is incredibly <laughs> rude. Rude. Because uh, you don't have a podcast. Resentment, if I've ever seen it. Maybe <laughs> he's not even going fast. He's just... Uh, yeah, like, like he'll just want two cookies. And I'm like, motherfucker, eat some more. <laughs> you want more? He's like, no, daddy, I don't uh, want more. to. I don't want to feel sick. I'm like, oh, my God. Eternity we'll test. until... Yeah. <laughs> test. No, I love that about him, though, because it's something that I don't have. So... That's, um, that's pretty good. I guess it's my turn now, right? Yeah. Hmm. What's popping in my head now is I'm adopted and I found my biological parents. That's kind of interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, so... So tell me more. So I, I hope they, they don't ever listen to this. They're the, they're the few handful of people, the biological parents, that I hope never listen to this because of this story. Okay. <laughs> so... Are you going to be mean? No. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you shouldn't commit to anything yet. Uh, I've always known I was adopted, and uh, I always, my mom always, like my adopted mom always told me that my mom was some like young Swedish blonde lady named Nancy Olsen, which okay. is like the most Swedish name on the planet, like Olsen, not Nancy. That's what I think. So, now I got into this thing where the narratives that we tell ourselves are, you know, what make us, like, our heritage and history and ancestry. And, like, there, there's so much meaning there where it's, like, you obviously identify a lot with being a Nicaraguan and, and get, get have a lot of pride in that. And it's, like, your lineage and history. And um, I, I never had that. Uh -huh. So I was just kind of like this. 
person had been adopted and nothing was, you know, I didn't know anything about where I was from except that I might be Swedish and, you know, whatever. So last year, I took an Ancestry DNA test. Ancestry.com? Yeah, Ancestry.com. And so I was just kind of expecting to find out that, you know, I descended from Vikings because that was my, you know, the narrative that I'd built in my head. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so, it's fucking cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so the results come back. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, you're not, you're 2% Swedish. Oh. You're like, you're like fucking 70% what they call Eastern European, like 5% British Isles and like, you know, 17% Irish or some shit like that. And, you know, the narrative that I had built in my head came crashing down and it was a surreal experience because everything that I thought I was because of the stories that I told myself it just kind of went away uh, at one time and I was kind of left to you know grab onto anything that, that I sort of identified with in the past but anyways how old were you? this was last year okay so uh, because I have kids now and I kind of wanted to like you know I see everybody like your scotch Irish parent or grandparents came to America and, and I, I had nothing like that right. except so my you wanted to share that with your kids yeah yeah exactly but along with okay so along with this test like I, I'd been telling my son that because we like the cold and all this kind of shit mm-hmm. and I, I was in I, I told him we were Vikings <laughs> <laughs> and then, so when I had to break it to him that dog we're just like some fucking New England settlers, like <laughs> just random ass, whatever. Uh, you know, that was tough for me because he was like, oh, you mean we're not Vikings? <laughs> like we had made like, like shit for his school that was Viking themed because <laughs> we were Swedish and shit like that. Right. Uh, but part of this whole thing is it'll match like anybody that has close DNA with you, your DNA matches. And so, I mean, I knew that that was a possibility, but I thought it was like such a far shot that. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where like they would have to have taken the test too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like they would have had to get onto Ancestry.com. Yeah, totally, that totally, to totally. I have this, like, person that matches that is my aunt, is according to their thing. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. Interesting. Like, I, I mean, I felt like a concussive shock when I saw that. Like, I was like, oh, God, what do I do with this information? Like, it's kind of like Pandora's box, right? Like, I've already yeah. sort of had my narrative somewhat... Uh, yeah, you're blown away. You had already built a diorama. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, eh, fuck it, I'm going to send her an email. And so uh, I sent her the email, and I'm like, this says you're my aunt. Uh, do you have any idea what I'm talking about, basically? Mm-hmm. And she sends back, and she's like, no, I don't think so. Like a couple days later, she sent me back another email, and she said, she said, you're my nephew. Oh, and I was like, oh, God. She said, my brother was basically a womanizer, and he was married, and he would always cheat on his wife, and he was like a drug addict, alcoholic, and shit like that. And so I am the product of one of his affairs that nobody in their family knew about. You are Jon Snow. <laughs> Fucking yet. <yeah, dude. laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, so she tells me this, and... I don't even want to talk anymore. I'm like, I don't know if I want to know anymore. Like, I felt like when you're a kid and you see a rock, like a big rock on your your lawn and you want to go pick it up. And when you pick it up and you look under it and there's all those roly polies and daddy long legs and shit. (laughs) Like, I felt like that in a way. No offense. (laughs) 
so anyways, then I find out that I have two brothers and, uh, like a couple half brothers and that, uh, my father, my biological father had, uh, overdosed on like basically some speed concoction that made his heart explode. And when he was 42 years old, which was like, I don't know, uh, I, I was probably 18 when he died or something like that. Uh, so that was like 20 years ago. So then I found all this out and I met all these like family members like online typing and shit. And it was just like a blow. Like I was like, oh my God, I, you know, this is crazy. Because uh, I had always had this idea that my, my mom was like some rich debutante high schooler that, <laughs> that uh, had like the, you know, the, the, the cool boyfriend that, but her, that she got knocked up, but her parents wouldn't let her abort it or something like that. Right. Yeah, that wasn't the case. Um, but then an interesting follow-up to this whole thing is <laughs> I just went on there again, uh, the Ancestry DNA. I haven't been on it for like a year. Then they updated my ethnicity es- estimate. Okay. Motherfucking Viking. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story has a happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told my son, I was like, hey, remember when I told you we weren't Vikings? He was like, yeah. Yes, we so are. We are. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, that's great. So, did you... And the, the mom, I, the, the lady that I con- that contact, I was in contact with, my aunt, gave me, like, his ex-wife's phone number <laughs> that, that he had cheated on with this lady and impregnated and was like, she knows all the details. You could call her. <laughs> she doesn't want to tell me about it. And I'm just not that interested. Like, right. I mean, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you call- didn't call. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, yeah. I'm just going to let all that shit lie. And... Uh, I'm gonna start rebuilding my narrative. <laughs> I can respect that. that. I think that's, dude. That's what? How am I supposed to beat that story? Oh, I've got even more, bro. Let's go. <laughs> oh, great. So I gotta give like some mediocre ass story, uh, so that we can get to the next good one. <laughs> we should do some memoir episodes in the future. You know what? Let's do that. Yeah, sure. This is a good. So this is kind of like a like a preview. Um, yeah. what that episode will be like. Totally. Um, okay, cool. I'm down for that. So, I think we only got through like three or some shit, and we're supposed to get five. We're supposed to get five. Okay. Because I, I don't have anything. Like <laughs> Let's go away from the theme, and just whatever pops into our head, we go with. All right, well, I'll, I guess I'll just go off of the whole Nicaraguan thing. Being in a, Moving to a third world country when um, yeah. your life yeah. is pretty normal. Yeah. So, I'm... Uh, talking to my girlfriend on the phone I had just gotten out of the shower so like I had just gotten out of the shower and somebody hands me the phone like hey you know Haiti is calling and I was like oh okay so I grabbed the I grab it and I'm trying to like you know hold the phone with my shoulder and chin and I had some shorts laid out so I'm changing I'm talking to her I put on my shorts and I feel this searing pain like, I felt like I was stung by a hive of wasps all at once on my right ass cheek. And I freak out and I shake my, my shake my shorts out and it was a scorpion. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to her and I'm like, I think I just got stung by a scorpion. She's like, what? What's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm freaking out and I'm trying to look for it and I grab my, like, my flip-flop and I eventually find it and kill it. And I'm, I'm, I am panicking. Yeah. And my dad knocks on on the door and he's like, what happened? 
I got stung in the ass by a scorpion. He starts laughing. Let me see. I was like, I don't want to show you. He's like, come on, let me see. He's like, oh, you'll be fine. This this happened to me all the time growing up here. Um, you'll, uh, you know, you'll get used to it. I don't want to get used to that. What do you mean? He's like, oh, um, by the way, scorpions travel in pairs. He's like, female and male. So you're going to want to look for the other one. I, I looked it up. And I, 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 have not, I have not found any evidence that any that's corroborating true. evidence. No, but I looked for that motherfucker for like hours before I started feeling very sick. Maybe he was just trying to get your mind off it. Maybe. My tongue oh, feels damn, like heavy yeah. and big. And then I start sweating and my leg starts to hurt. My right leg starts to hurt really bad. And um, I, so I walk outside and I'm like, um, I'm not feeling so well. And my mom's like, Freddy, we need to we need to take him to the hospital. And dad's like, Rosario, this is not the United States. They don't have emergency rooms here. You think it's it's 11 o'clock at night? Oh man. And I was like, wait. I was like, I really don't feel well. He's like, well, lay down. So they put like a white cloth on my head. And my mom's freaking out. Uh, and my dad's like, I'm telling you, you'll be fine. This is how you become immune to scorpions. Like, that's not the Scorpion King, Dad. Like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, I guess, you know, fast forward a few hours, I wake up in the middle of the night, and my knee is swollen to shit. I, I can't put any weight on it. I eventually go back to sleep, wake up, ankle swollen. Damn. It's like moving down my leg. Oh, man. And it was horrible. I wake up, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to school. And Dad's like, don't you have a test today? Yeah, but yeah, don't you see I'm dying like, here? But my leg, like, okay, I can't even walk. He's like, boy, he's like, you'll be fine. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I just go to school, and I'm limping, and then I tell my friend what happened. A scorpion stung me in the ass. And he starts laughing, like, super hard. <laughs> and then he tells all our friends. I went to the nurse's station, and I told her what happened. They gave me anti-venom. And like an hour or two later, I was fine. You're shitting me. That was it. <laughs> like yeah. just anti venom. Yeah, they they had it. Like like. What would have happened had you not taken that? That's what I told my dad. I was like, my dick would have fallen off. <laughs> it would have came back up. Like I don't know. And he was like, I did you a service. He's like, they did you a disservice by giving you that anti venom. I was trying to, I was trying to strengthen your immunity. I might be with your dad on this one. Now, it's funny because I've told this story several times and, you know, my dad's always the asshole in the story. And I was thinking when I was telling the story, I was like, you know what? Jake's probably going to side with my dad on this. <laughs> and, now, and now that I'm a little older, I think I do too. Yeah, man. You know, maybe I should just, I should have, I told, uh, man, I, I've told you that I, I used to go to the nurse's station all the time. To, yeah, uh, yeah. To get naps in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they liked me, but they let me hang out. I so. love it. Yeah, I love it. A, a, a loophole finding young lad. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness! Are you like, kidding me? <laughs> you guys got any cuts? <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling too good. Is this a small scorpion or a big scorpion? A small one. Oh, those are like the deadly ones, right? Yeah. Oh shit. Small uh, and cut brownish see-through. Hell no. Yes, sir. Damn, dude. Yeah, like I learned later um, when I was we were getting. Uh, briefed before we headed to Afghanistan to look out for those. I was like, oh, yeah, well, nice. Dude, yeah, you really should <laughs> look out for those. Well, I think I speak for millions of listeners when I'm when I say I'm I'm glad you 
you survived. I, I made it through. Yeah, because yeah. it could have been could have been disa- potential disaster. Yep. I mean, I don't know if I could have overcame the uh, you know the cheek sting on my own, yeah. or if if that sweet nurse saved my life. Oh, nice. Because we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. That's good though. See, this is one of those narratives that you build, and if you ever find out entire world might come crashing down. I guess that's true. It's good not to know sometimes. Lean into uncertainty. Uh, Alright. I, I, this one's kind of maybe dark. <laughs> but I, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Do know. you think it's appropriate to tell a story about getting involved in a knife fight with my best friend and a crackhead? Uh, <laughs> how can you ask that question and then not tell the story? <laughs> Well, because I don't know how far to go, because I know some people... That's all, folks. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I know some people have some sensibilities about them where it's like, oh, God. Like, ten years ago, I had a... My best friend was... He's dead now. He died of a heroin overdose, like, the day of my wedding. He was supposed to come to my wedding. He was a wild dude. He was, like, a a professional graffiti artist. The day of your wedding it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be there. And uh, so his name was Matt Gray, but his uh, graffiti name was Burrs 3. And he and I used to get in so much mayhem, you would not believe it. Uh, this is just one of hundreds of stories that I could tell. This was just one that really sticks out in my mind. So he used to come over to my apartment, like, literally every night. And he'd always be drinking Pabst, <laughs> like the tall boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd always have Budweiser, and we would just get wasted and, and all this kind of stuff. He was also involved in a lot of shady stuff. Like, I also, I, I need to tell the story about the the guy that I knew that turned out, that studied Shaolin Kung Fu in Asia for several years and came back to become a meth head. Was he a Wu-Tang fan? I don't know. But he stole shit from me, and I, I tried to fight him. <laughs> Maybe I should tell that story. No, no, I want to go. So anyways, one night, there's this knock on the door, and I open it up, and it's Matt Burrs. And Matt Burrs was, like, a punk rock kid, like, like patches on his leather jacket yeah, yeah. and all that kind of shit for sure and um he has like a fucking rambo knife you remember those when you were a kid yeah, like with the big the old like, edges bowie knives yeah yeah he was holding it like cold? Yeah, yeah 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 he was holding that like like the picture you ever seen american gothic the picture where the a man and the woman's <laughs> sure. holding the pitchfork he was standing there like that with like kind of mean mugging me and he's it, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is are you my friend and i was like uh, yeah you know i'm your friend He's like, no, seriously, are you my friend? And I was like, yeah, I'm your friend. He was like, then come out here and help me. And he had, like, blood on his shirt and, oh, a, and a, a Bowie knife. And I was like, oh, God, dude. I don't know if I'm going to I was like, at least tell me what the fuck's going on, dude. I owe this crackhead $20 outside, but I don't have the money. And, and he's trying to fight me. And he's got a knife. So I, he went inside, got his knife came and got me <laughs> and we walked out to this parking lot this gravel parking lot where this crackhead was sitting there screaming that he wants his $20 and me and Matt Burrs walk around the corner I don't want to get involved in this I'm like dude chill man like just stay inside he was like no I got to do this holy shit and so the guy comes out has his knife is screaming Matt has his knife is screaming the guy doesn't want to get in this knife fight so he picks up a handful of gravel and throws it at Matt <laughs> And you see knife fights on TV, and they look graceful. Right. This was the opposite of graceful. It right, looked because like fights are not graceful. They're not. They don't it, look like yeah. No, it looked like two monkeys fucking a football. Like 
so the guy had his knife in his hand stab. and yeah Matt was rushing him trying to like slash him with the knife this guy picked up the crackhead picked up a bunch of gravel and threw it at Matt's face it hit Matt and Matt slipped and fell Matt got up with his knife chased the, the crackhead tried to slash him didn't work the crackhead turned around and at this point the crackhead realized that he wasn't going to get very far so he picked up somebody's garbage can and threw it at Matt and Matt fell down while the crackhead turned around and ran off and nobody got stabbed but it was an interesting no one got stabbed nobody got stabbed nobody got stabbed holy shit my my theory is nobody really wanted to stab anybody they were just like like, just slashing around yeah cause you know you know when you you get in a fight like Matt and I used to get in fist fights constantly like I put his head through walls and stuff and I'd have to like drywall it and shit um but when you're fighting somebody, a lot of times you're you, you're showing a little restraint. You're pulling your punches a little bit. Right, you of don't course. Wanna. Yeah, cause so you don't, I, I think you don't it was one of those things up. where it was just kind of like, you know how elk or moose or some shit like lock horns? Mm-hmm. This was just the punk rock kid <laughs> and the crackhead locking horns. Uh, I don't know if that's interesting. I find it kind of Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know if that's interesting. <laughs> You're just mixed up in this in the crackhead knife fight. I feel now that I'm what, telling the story, I feel bad that I wasn't down enough but, with Matt to pick up a knife and join him. But what did, I mean, what did you do? You just kind of just I just stood it? there like wide-eyed, like what in the fuck am I watching? No, this was a time in my life where I was. This was not totally out of the ordinary. So I was used to this kind of like crazy life, and so it was just another one of those things. And it was just a really interesting experience that I was kind of immersed in and it was kind of exhilarating in a way it was kind of crazy it was kind of stupid it was kind of all these things like wrapped up into one (laughs) are you my friend yeah are you my friend i was like covered with blood that was not um, the only time he's knocked on my door covered in blood it happened on a few occasions all right well it will be impossible for me to to beat that story oh i've got more (laughs) can we go one more um, well, I, I feel like I should. I should. I mean, yours are fantastic. I've never been bitten by a scorpion. Stung, because you know. Yeah. Is that using his teeth? You're right, dude. Grab a green fruit and juice. Grab a green. That's what that place is called. Grab a green food and juice. Do people even try to to come up with decent names for their businesses? <laughs> yeah. I just think of something. Oh my god! You want anything from Grabba? <laughs> and then they cut it short. Yeah. It's a bad name, and then they cut it short. We're like, Grabba Green. Do we like that name? It doesn't matter. Look, we'll just call it Grabba, and it'll yeah. be cool. I'm going to Grabba. You want anything? Yeah. Can you Grabba me a green? <laughs> hey, bro, figure it out while you're bobbing your head. Figure it out. Oh, she got the gallon of juice. Juice? She just carried a gallon of juice. She got that juice. <laughs> Man, fuck juice. <laughs> I like to chew my calories, goddammit. Dude, you're over here. Uh, what did you say? That you're like, I don't fuck with vegetables anymore. Yeah, fuck vegetables, dude. I'm boring as Who's, bitter shit. I mean, who says shit like that? Me. You. <laughs> Only you. All right, maybe I can make a long story short. All right. Uh, I got kicked out of a bar in Israel because there was this ill-placed wine glass and I merely moved my arm and knocked that wine glass into the ice bin. Oh, and it shit. Broke. Yeah, I had never, I never really thought about, like, what a bad 
idea is to have that ice bin and then just have all these fucking glasses like just standing there. The bartender reaches in to get some ice, cuts his hand, loses his mind, and then realizes that it was me. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah, so he's like bleeding all over the place and he's like yelling at me in Hebrew and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. He's like, oh, of course, I'm married guy. Like, of course you're American. <laughs> I fucking figured. Like, you idiot. <laughs> and then, um, so they gather me and my American friends up and kick us out. And I'm outside, and I'm still relatively sober. I'm maybe like three beers in. So I'm talking to the manager, like explaining myself, and apolo- truly apologizing because I felt bad. I'm like, listen... Uh, I, I didn't know there was a glass there. It was an empty glass. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really see it. Uh, and, you know, just explaining myself. I look over to the right, and one of the guys that I'm, that I'm there with, he's arguing with the, uh, with the bouncer and then clocks him, just Damn. nails him. And the bouncer goes down, and I go, um, excuse me. <laughs> and then I run over there, and he's all... What do we do? What do we do? And I was like, fucking run. Like, so we're, we run down this alleyway. We make a left turn. And we find this really nice bar. With, then it's packed full of people. And we're like, okay, let's go in here. And and it ends up being a, a, a gay club. And, and they're in the middle of a drag show. Oh, God. This is in Tel Aviv, right? If you go anywhere else in Israel, that is not okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're like, oh, shit. And they pull him up. The guy who had clocked the bouncer, they pull him up onto the stage. Oh, shit. Because we didn't know where we were. I'm, I'm telling you, it was like a movie. Like, we're just looking around like, oh, shit. Where are we? And then they're like, ooh. And like they pull him, and they're all <laughs> dancing and shit. And they got, like, these, like, feather headdresses. And, and uh, they pull him up. And they, like, start taking off his shirt. And he's like, no, 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 no. And we're all, like, filming it with our phones. <laughs> it was great. And we ended up getting uh, free drinks. I bet you did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> the owner was like, you guys are such great sports. I bet it He's was like, a fun uh, time, though. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a really good time. I've never been, but it sounds like on TV they look fun. Well, it was really, like, funny that they pulled them up on stage. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. That is uh, hilarious. So I think that puts us both at four. Well, I guess four is what they gonna get. <laughs> so that's all we got. That reminds me of the story about when I ate glass, but we'll have to save that for a different time. You eat glass? Yeah. On purpose? Kind of. Was it a dare? No. You know Rodney Stewart? Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. I dared him to eat a beetle. <laughs> These beetles that we would see all over the desert. I mean, did he do that shit? Show enough. I love it. I was like, hey, Rodney, uh, eat that beetle. He was like, shit, that's not, man, I have eaten worse shit than this. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> He's like, I was like, you've already taken your emodium for the day, so you might as well just uh, see what you can stomach. And, and he did. And, he, and it was fine. He couldn't, um, like, they're strong. He was trying to bite it in half uh, okay. and, like, pulled it apart, and he couldn't do it. And he was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, like a dog pulling one of those ropes. <laughs> and and then eventually you just hear, Tuck! and he's all got that motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, like like Pumbaa or Timon, he just ate that beetle. <laughs> uh, hey, shit. I gave five. That's technically a story. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
so I guess you watched a man eat a beetle. <laughs> I love it, dude. I mean, oh, so you owe us a story, but I think what we'll do is we'll save that story to kick us off with our memoir episodes. Ooh, I think that's a good idea. I think that's good. So the tease is I've eaten glass before. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, that's what we'll work with. Well, uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Don't forget to um, subscribe, rate. Rate, rate, rate. I love everybody that has rated. We've gotten a lot of good ratings, and yeah. that stuff's important, and I love you guys, and thank you so much, and rate, and rate, and rate. Rate, review. also review, because I, I, like, I like hearing what people write about us. It's kind of cool. It's, 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 it's heartwarming. Like, I read it, and I'm like, damn. All right, I'm going to go get another uh, LaCroix. Yep, me too. I think I'm going to go with orange this time, but... <laughs> you literally bored yourself. I saw it happen. That was great. You were like, I'm gonna go with orange. Hey, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Road Rants is an ongoing conversation by Jake and Freddie, with new episodes each week. You can holler at your homeboys on Instagram at Road Rants Podcast, tweet them at Road Rants Pod. Or you can visit their website, roadrancepodcast.com, where you can join the conversation, view show notes, and check out behind-the-scenes footage. If you're picking up what they're putting down, tell someone. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Road Rants on Apple Podcasts. And in the meantime, just chill.